1961 and four young schoolmates walk around Coogee searching for a name for their embryonic band. Several are rejected, including, of all things, the Eagles. Then they spot a petrol station at the top of Coogee Bay Road, Atlantic by name. The name The Atlantics resonates, and so one of the great instrumental bands is born. Ironic, when you think that they were almost in touching distance of the Pacific Ocean. The initial incarnation of the band comprised Theo Pengley, Bosco Bozanek, Peter Hood, and Eddie Madzenik. At some point in the formative years of 61-62, Eddie Madzenik became disenchanted and left the band to be replaced by Jim Skyathitis. Like other bands before them, the Atlantics decided to organise their own local dance with some degree of success. The first stage of the band's big break came when a local talent agent, Joan King, took the band under her wing, including booking television spots. The Atlantics were voted the most promising group of 1962 on Channel 7's New Faces. The next stage was to find a recording deal which saw a few rejections before the great Sven Libyk at CBS heard the embryo of the band's sound. Shadows influenced but taking it to a new level. The first fruits of the Atlantic's recording deal came in March of 63, with the release of the Peter Hood penned Moon Man.
a Peter Hood composition influenced by the shadows, but also by the wizardry of producer Joe Meek, think Telstar by the Tornadoes. Moon Man, backed by a Peter Hood, Theo Pengley composition, Dark Eyes, reached a 66 national high. Here's the Spanish guitar-influenced Dark Eyes. a lot of surf influence in those tracks, but a promising start, which would shortly transfer to a smash hit number one. Once Sven Libyk had one listen, he knew this would be a hit. Bombora, an indigenous Australian word for waves crashing on a submerged rock ledge, would rocket to number one nationally and last a staggering 26 weeks. Penned by Peter Hood and Jim Skyathitis, the tune captured the sound of a bombora perfectly, with the associated danger and thrills of surfing. Perhaps surprisingly, bombora hit the charts in the middle of an Australian winter, July of 63, bombora.
over time, Mombora saw release in 10 other countries, including the USA, on the Columbia label, released in September of 63. No significant chart success, though, but in time, Bombora came to be recognised in the top 10 of surf instrumentals. Until recently, I had never listened to the B-side, an arrangement of the traditional green sleeves, presuming it to be a throwaway for the quick release of Bombora. Actually, very wrong. The Atlantic's green sleeves lays down the template for slow surf songs that were to follow, including the Denverman Surfside and later Midnight Oil's Wedding Cake Island. Here's Greensleeves. The Atlantic's exceptional musical skills were utilised as a backing group for the first credited time on Perth singer Kelly Green's second CBS release. So what? Backed with Love Me With All Of Your Heart. Here they are, back to back. Say that it's wrong, so what? 
would have heard the Atlantics on backing vocals together with some surf-like guitar. Kelly Green was to record one more CBS 45 and marry singer Barry Stanton. The marriage did not last and Kelly returned to Perth 
with the two children of the marriage. Sadly, she was not to record again, but maintained a strong presence on the Perth musical scene. Before I started researching Johnny Reb, I would not have believed that his first collaboration with the Atlantics was in September of 1963, but it was. Johnny had only recently returned from his USA sojourn when he was signed to CBS. Again, back to back, here are the fruits of that first collaboration. Seeing is believin', backed with the rockabilly classic, Ain't I'm a Dog. Woman is a man. 
Seeing is Believin' had been the B-side of a 1962 Eddie Hodges release with Secret as the A-side. Ironically, Secret was to be the A-side of Johnny Reb's next CBS 45, although there was no Atlantic's backing credited on that one. Ain't I'm a Dog was first released by Ronnie Self in 1957. It's a classic well covered by Johnny Reb and the Atlantic's. The Miles Ago website recalls that although the Atlantics were primarily an instrumental band, they did at different times have a vocalist. Eddie Moses firstly, followed by Harvey Foster, and finally Kenny Shane, with whom the Atlantics released this 45 in October of 1963, the A-side being Countdown Stomp. Down Stomp, with writing credited to Shane and King, failed to chart. The B-side was Surf and Queen. In November of 1963, the Atlantics issued their follow-up to Bombora, the pulsating The Crusher.
evoking the experience of a crushing or dumping wave. The hood Skyathitis penned the crusher, reached seven nationally, lasting 15 weeks. The B-side Hootenanny Stomp, penned by Theo Penkley, was one of several Hootenanny records at the time, possibly influenced by Al Casey's Surf and Hootenanny. Here's Hootenanny Stomp. That rounds out 1963 for the Atlantics. Some would argue a year that was the peak year for the group. Probably true in terms of chart success, but in terms of musical excellence, so much lay ahead. A preview.